0: Hi guys, it's Udo's and welcome to the Udo's show. And today I have a very special guest on the show. His name is Petey Pablo. Woo! So thank you so much, PD, for joining me today. I've known you for so long and you're like one of the coolest, most humblest, like, people that i ever known. And uh, you're like a big teddy bear. I just want to hug you all the time, you know. So <laughs> thank you so much for doing this show with me. So I'm just going to go straight into everything with you. Um, so like, I know recently you had an accident and everything. And it was just very like scary because I was just like, I saw it and I was like, Oh my God, what is happening? So can you explain what happened and you know, everything that kind of came along with that?
1: Yeah, well, um, foolish things happen to people when they do foolish things, and um, um, and I don't know if you would consider it to be foolish, but uh, reliving my childhood, and that's what happens with a lot of people um, that grew up um, less fortunate than other people. Uh, Once you become, once you put yourself in a position where You can finally live out your childhood fantasies and do things that you would always want to do, you know, when you were less fortunate. Uh, Now that I've been blessed with a little bit of something, something. Um, I bought this brand new uh, 2021 Can-Am Maverick. And it's the Bugattis of the side-by-sides. Mm-hmm. So in the side-by-side world, like, yeah. um, so it's the top of the line. It's the fully turbo and it's just retarded. But either way. Yeah. So um, took it out. Uh, this is the first time I actually had it out. And, um, and, but everybody had already told me about it. Like, I've never really rode in one either when I bought it. I was just like, you know what? What, how much is that? $33,000? Yeah, I'll give it to you. That's not what I want. So yeah. I bought it, and and everybody, even the people at the store like, have you rode this before? I was like, no, nah, I've never been in one, but I drive cars all the time. So, but either way, it's nothing like a car. It is like a car, but it isn't. Yeah. And in full turbo, and in comfort mode, the back wheel spin, and you can do donuts and all that crazy nice stuff, but if you put it in full turbo mode, like light speed, like back to the future car, Um, all four of the wheels spin at the same velocity. And if you're not careful doing a donut, if you don't complete the full donut, the tires will catch and it'll, it'll flip. It's easy to flip. And so that's what I did. And I didn't have a seatbelt on or a helmet on. And luckily I didn't get thrown from the vehicle and get my head smashed, uh, by this two ton vehicle. But, Mm -hmm. uh, but it did teach me a valuable lesson, you know, as far as seatbelts are concerned, because I mean, I wasn't even on the highway doing 50, 60 miles an hour. Mm. And I, I'm, I'm one to do, that doesn't even ride, wear a seatbelt in a car. And I'm like, well, if I broke my chest bone and my clavicle just turning over in a UTV. Um, so it just taught me a valuable lesson. But either way, you know, like I said, just living my childhood fantasies out and just acting wild and reckless. And yeah. uh, you still have to pay attention to everything that that, that life has to give you. Because, you know, having fun also has its dangerous points because you can unconsciously kill yourself (laughs) if you...
0: Yeah, (laughs) like, I don't know why I got so emotional when you start talking about your childhood dreams and stuff. But it's like, I really feel that because, like, I, I grew up, like, not fortunate or, you know, with money and stuff like that either. So I always wanted to have, like, things and do things. So now as an adult, like, I actually... Do certain things, and I don't even realize, like, oh my god, I'm like playing out my childhood kind of dreams. So when you were talking about right. that with with that, like, it's not that I wanted to go on one of those, uh, like, eight what is it called, ATVs or
1: whatever that's it's called.
0: Yeah, like I yeah. I never wanted to do that, but I could totally see like the whole concept yeah, of that's, like yeah, wanting that's that. Anything
1: though, that, that's with anything in life, and and yeah. the and the crazy thing is uh, the more. Uh, the more dreams and fantasies you had as a child, it's easier for you to overdose on them once those things are obtainable. That's just like, like I said, with the ATV, the one I have is the top of the line. Like growing up, it was only a wish and a dream of mine to have a go-kart and and, and those cost like maybe two, three hundred dollars. So yeah. as a kid, I've always just wanted a go-kart, you know, like, oh, if, if, if my mom or, or my, my dad, if, if they could afford to, to get a go-kart, which again is only two $300, was only two $300 back then and would only go about 25 miles an hour. Now you're talking about now that I'm able to live out my childhood fantasies, I went from a $200, $300 machine that only does 35 miles an hour to a $33,000 machine that does a hundred. Yeah. So, you know, it's easy to OD, you know, on, on your (laughs) fantasies, you know, I mean, especially like, like going out and, oh, I grew up in a home where it it was, we couldn't go out and we couldn't go party. So then When people finally get to a place where they can get out and go party, now you go and party all night long and you're not used to doing that. So, and, and trying things that, you know, people may try and you've never been a part of that. And that's why I say a lot of people have to be careful in the things that they choose to do when they're trying to, you know, relive things that they feel they've missed out on because it's easily to unconsciously kill yourself, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I, I totally understand what you're saying. I mean, I never been the type that likes like roller coasters and crazy like adventurous stuff. But like like when I was little, I wanted a dollhouse really bad. And uh, like, I think eventually I got like a little one, but I wanted to have this dollhouse. And then like now when I was older, like this happened actually when COVID happened. So I'm such a nerd. I went and bought like a whole box and turned this like, Egyptian uh, like mini dollhouse of like a tomb and then i spend like thousands of dollars on this crap like what the hell am i doing and then i couldn't stop like i was like this new thing needs light and candles yeah. and like all this nerdy stuff and i like literally getting like little miniature like, uh, Egyptian mummy looking things. <laughs> I was, I spent so much money and I was just in the closet sitting there and I'm like, what the hell did I do? And why did that is, I do that? that is, you know,
1: that's the definition of ODing on your childhood <laughs> fantasies after you finally realize that you can live them out. You yeah. Know? Like, like you did, you didn't ease yourself into it. Not, like I didn't, Like you could have eased yourself into it and like really like bought a Barbie doll house and started with that. But no, because you had the means, you wanted the top of the top. You wanted the best of the best. And I think that kind of messes up messes up the fantasy of ours because again, you go from not having it at all to having the best of the best. Yeah. When you get the best of the best, you don't know how to appreciate what you actually have because it's it you didn't go through the process you didn't go through the steps of of getting a small house and then you know upgrading later and then going to something bigger see when people get the best of the best if if you get into it like if sports people got into um the the basketball uh got on a basketball team and the first game they played was a championship and whoever won you won
0: yeah if
1: they didn't have to go through all those seasons that trophy or or that accolade wouldn't be it wouldn't feel as 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 self fulfilling as it, it as it should feel because it happened too fast and that's why you know the things that we didn't get in childhood has always been a deep desire and a want of ours because it was it was something that we should have worked for and we should have you know went through the proper things to get it but when you when you when you get to the point where it's, it's easy to obtain, it's not really worth what we put value it, of it on. So, yeah. Totally
0: it makes of, sense. Cause now it's in the closet. And yeah, it's just man, like, I true. put stuff on it.
1: <laughs> think about Michael Jackson. Um, always yeah. wanting to go to the zoo and all this other stuff. And now he's able to buy his own zoo. You think that man actually <clears throat> felt the same joy that a, that a, that a kid, with With cancer that has never been to a park, you think he has the same feeling there's no way that's why yeah. he brought the kids there, you yeah. know and I mean I don't want to go into the Michael Jackson Kid thing, but yeah. that's why I feel he started bringing little kids to this park and and it was not because he wanted to be around little kids, but he needed to see in these kids' eyes what he still wasn't able to obtain. Like yeah. he've always wanted this, but once he got it, he got the best of the best. So now that joy of the anticipation is over because I've already got the top. I've already reached the climax. So, you know, and, um, but looking at kids that could still never accomplish this dream or reach this right here, looking through those kids' eyes could give you some satisfaction. If you had nieces or nephews, and you brought them over, and you allowed them to play with that dollhouse, you could probably see what you were trying to find by looking at those kids. Because,
0: yeah, that makes sense. That makes so much sense. And I think people that have success later in life as an adult now, and they didn't have that as a kid. So when they eventually have kids, they probably want to like, make sure their kids have that, but then they kind of spoil the kids a little bit too much oh, right so then right. they have like these kids that get super spoiled and get everything they want in life so like what's the healthy balance like how can you the healthy like
1: balance is remembering
0: yeah
1: is remembering what it took for you to get able to you to get to your point in life and not deny that same uh that same uh that same road for your children um yeah you know what I mean? You had to work your ass off to get where you are in life. No one gave you anything. Had they given it to you again, it would have been just something else. Anything that comes easy in life is not respected. We do not respect. We do not take care. We do not cherish. We do not put value on things that came like that. It all. It's always that something that we had to honestly, truly bust our ass and and cry ourselves to sleep at night in order to obtain. Those are the things that gives us value of what we have in life. When you yeah. take that away from your children, you have spoiled children that feel entitled, and now you're running around wrecking your brain trying to figure out well, where did I go wrong? I gave them the best of the best because you took away the, the you took away the the grind, you took away you know the appreciation. If it's easy as mom, I want this or dad, I want this, then they feel like when they go out into this world, the world owes them the same thing. And it doesn't. And that's why kids get messed up all the time out here in this world, because they honestly and truly grew up being programmed the wrong way. You put the wrong disc into this child and you made this child feel like this world is good, like the world should be at their back and call. And that's only only you two. That's only the, the parents. And then a lot of times the parents mess their children up because the parents aren't even together. So it's a spoiled feeling for Well, your dad's not here, so I'm going to let you have anything you want because I feel bad that your dad isn't here. Well, your mom trying to keep you away from me, so I'm going to make sure every time you come over here, I'm going to spoil you with this and this and this and that so you can be on my side. And it's still an unhealthy thing for this child that people don't even realize that you still are taking away this child's ability to make it in life if there was no one on this child's side could yeah. this child survive if you drop this child off in the middle of the city and and without being confused and lost and hurt and making the the wrong decision. You got to teach children what the right decisions is as well, the wrong decisions as well as the right. Because yeah. knowing what not to do in life is just as important as knowing what to do in life.
0: No, I totally agree. That's, that's like very good uh, point of view to like teach people both sides because I think people are just like, focusing on like either don't or do you know you <laughs> and like boys and that. girls are being taught like different stuff too so it's like girls are being taught oh don't go out late at night you know watch out well, what you why? wear
1: and yeah but then but then when they ask the question why and you just tell them because i said so that makes a motherfucker want to go out there at night you know what i mean it's yeah like,
0: that's true yeah nah. there's a lot of like Thank back you. and forth with like everything like that you know
1: like but, Show me, put it out there. Let me see, you know what I mean? Go on YouTube and show people what happens to people that go out late at night. You know yeah. what I mean? And you know what I mean? Because it's all out there. Everything now, nowadays, everything is is on YouTube or you can Google. So, you know, don't okay. be afraid of telling your children and, and, and people the truth and the whole truth. You know what I mean? Because it's easy to, it's easy to fall in love with a lie or what you believe. You know, and that's why I've always been an advocate about. I mean, it's something as simple as Santa Claus, like I won't even tell my nieces and nephews about fucking Santa Claus because it's not real. And at and at the end of the, at the end of the day, not saying they would, but a child can look back in their lives and be like, "You taught me to tell the truth, but you lied to me my whole life, telling me about a damn Easter Bunny, about Santa Claus, about you know St. Patrick's Day, about a little naked dude." Um, Cupid that shoot people in the ass with arrows, you lied. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean, but it just it, sounds it funny is. the way you say it. Is. It is. You should, but you should end, make a
0: song like that. <laughs> right. Right. Cupid is
1: shining. Just... All these holidays. There's not, there's no real holidays. But, can you
0: um, can you just make a song about it, like Cupid shot people in the ass? <laughs> right, Keeping
1: people in the ass make them fall in love. Whoever got shot in the ass fell in love. Like, yeah, right. It was,
0: Isn't that? Who even came up with that concept? Like, if somebody would have yeah. shot me in the ass, I would have been like, with "What the
1: fuck?" We ain't talking about a bullet. We talking about a whole arrow, a bow and <laughs> an arrow.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that stuff stays in there too, and it's like. It's gonna right. leave a really bad scar if it ever even gets right. taken out, and like right. you, you gonna press charges like against yeah, whoever right. this asshole cupid was.
1: You know, <laughs> <Yeah. it's> my- <laughs> the ass. They're gonna either die or go to jail, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> if I would have seen right. a big ass like Easter Bunny in my house, i be like, what the hell? Or like Santa Come Claus on. is it, trying to trespass into my home.
1: <laughs> you see it now they do this shit and the kids are traumatized they screaming and hollering and screaming oh yeah when, 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 when they come out it's like come on cut it out y'all playing you know and it's not real you got to tell these kids the truth you know like mm-hmm. i would never bust my ass working all year to make a great christmas for my children if i had children i don't have children by the way but I mean, I, I see, I see enough through my friends that have children, my brothers and sisters that have kids. I see enough through them to to understand, you know, my choices in life. And yeah. um, well, I'm fortunate enough not to have children to make have to make that call or that decision. But again, I would never put myself in a position where some people actually go in debt during holidays trying mm-hmm. to provide Christmases, uh, you know, for their families. And then you give all the Congratulations to a goddamn fat white man breaking in your house, sliding down your chimney. Yeah. Ooh. So, no. like,
0: imagine if, like, an actual burglar dressed up as Santa Claus then kids will be like, oh, my God, Santa's here. But yeah, it's like a just a fat house. guy trying to break into your house. Like, your house
1: and stole your whole goddamn and murdered your whole family. Santa taught stole
0: Christmas.
1: Right, Y'all told him it was cool. He was cool. He, he's a cool dude. Right? No, he won't do that
0: yeah that it's funny how they came up with all these random uh you know uh so-called mythical not even mythical Wait, yeah. who came up with like santa holiday. claus
1: right it had to be some damn, somebody on some acid deep, deep, yeah deep <laughs> hallucinate, a big-ass bunny yeah. <laughs> i think been, it was probably
0: <laughs> disney was it walt disney who came up with this stuff literally. like he was always on acid
1: could have been, could yeah, have been, or one of his one of his homeboys that he was sitting around with. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah.
0: like and then the Easter bunny, like a ginormous ginormous like bunny, just going and laying eggs everywhere. Like,
1: don't lay eggs though. Where did they even get an egg from? They don't lay I don't, eggs.
0: I don't know. Like what? They don't lay eggs. Yeah, like
1: this right. is and- whole bunch of crazy shit. Like I said, it was probably for my- <laughs> You know what I mean?
0: That's too funny though. But that that was actually funny. But like right now, as far as your life, like where are you at? Like uh well like- my
1: life right now, um I am finally financially at a place where I'm comfortable in life. I don't need any money, but don't get me wrong, I love money. So if you got something you wanna give it, give it to me. right, <laughs> no, right. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm at a point where I can wake up every morning and do whatever I want to do. And that is so awesome to be able to wake up again with no kids, never been married, not married, none of that other stuff. I can literally wake up. The only thing I do is got a crazy ass little dog in here, but, but either way uh, a dog is more manageable than if I was tied into any other thing, but I'm at a position in my life where whatever I want to do, I've actually started um, a company, um, the PD Pablo company. It's uh but it's a, a umbrella company for again whatever I choose to do. Now, right now, I have um, I do a lot of woodworking. Um, mm. uh, it's called Pete Pop or oh, well, Uncle Pete's Furniture and Restoration. I don't know why I call it that. I mean, I guess that came from looking at Fred Sanford and Son or uh, whatever. But um, yeah, job. but
0: that's cool. Yeah, another, that's so was, different. Like, like I, didn't my, I didn't even know you were doing that.
1: Woodwork, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, People can go to my Uncle Pete page. I have a Uncle Pete, uh Uncle Pete furniture page. Um, and you can go to my page and you can sell out of the but anything you can make out of wood, that's what I do. Um, so I mean I build everything from dog houses to uh literally um shed in people's backyards so, Yeah. but whatever you can make, whatever you can think about. Now now doing quarantine, uh one of the biggest sellers were Welcome signs. The going people porch, like, like I've done welcome signs as far as from here to Germany. Um, what? People, yeah, people request. Yeah, because I started it on my um, my Pete Pablo uh, actual social media page. So of course, people wanted it just because it was me. So yeah, it was yeah. just like you know, oh, oh, Pete Pablo gonna make me a welcome sign. Okay, so now the like, hey, hey, I need to slow down because they were. I mean, like it was getting overwhelming and I don't ever want to do something that I feel like I'm being made to do. I don't want to be in demand to do anything. Like I want this still to be fun and enjoyable. And, you know, and that's one of the reasons why I kind of backed off of music because people take it, people will take a job or take something that started out being fun and exciting for you and turn it into something that you damn near hate. So again, with the music industry being so controlled and so regulated, and so you do this and you can't do that and you can say this, but you can't say that and you can go here, but you can't. So I wanted something that I could be, con- I could be in control of. Now, woodworking, uh, building things, I'm still being an artist. Yeah. But at the same time, it's all me. Mm-hmm. I control, you know, my environment. I control how I do it, when I do it, how much to do it, how less to do it. And so it's a, it's a place of freedom for me. And it also, again, brings me back to my childhood mm-hmm. because when quarantine hit, I had to think, well, what did I do before I was Petey Pablo? Um, and my sister was like, well, you used to build shit. And I used to build tree houses for all the kids in the neighborhood. They would come to my house and be like, hey, look, come help us build this clubhouse. Come help us. And wow. so I'd go all over the neighborhood helping people build it. Because nice. one of the crazy things is, We had a hurricane that came through uh, my hometown when I was a kid, uh, like in the 80s, and people's houses were damn near destroyed, Mm -hmm. and my treehouse stood through the test of times, through the (laughs) And that's so like, cool!
0: Your tree house is like what, like right.
1: and strong? And the whole roof on this house next door gone. You know what I mean? But yeah, I they needed to hire life.
0: you, like to do the they contract work. Me. Yeah. Right. They
1: would, point being that they went out there and just threw up shit, and I did mine with care and with love, and so that's what I bring into my woodworking now. Yeah, is I take my time and I make sure that uh, that I enjoy what I'm doing. So. Again, now I'm at a position where I can wake up and do whatever the hell I want to. If I want to sit around the house and eat uh, cookies and drink lemonade all damn day, that's what I do. If I feel like going out, having fun, riding my four wheelers or my dirt bikes or whatever, that's what I do. If Mm -hmm. I want to drive from here to Oklahoma City, Mm -hmm. uh, that's what I do. Yeah, Whatever I feel like I want to do, man, and and I never let life um, pull me to a position where... I'm stuck. And I tell people all the time, people make excuses of why they don't do certain things. Well, I'll do it tomorrow. You don't know if tomorrow's even ever going to happen for you. Um, to Not to put in a damp, a dampening feeling to this um, podcast, but since 2020, I have lost 47 friends and family members. Oh not, my God. Yeah, I'm not talking about people that I just know or people i bumped into. I'm talking about people that I have... Wrap my arms around, hug and kiss on the face, you know. forty-seven friends and family members since 2020. Every year, my year starts out with somebody close to me passing away. Oh, my
0: God. That's awful. I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't even know that there was that many. Like, I had people pass away in my life, but, like, not to extend where it was, like, 47. That's, like, a whole family tribe of people.
1: Right. Exactly. And uh and people don't understand that it took me a minute because for a few months, I think um uh, the the four months I was down well, when I when I when I got messed up in the accident, it just gave me an opportunity to think. Um and it just it it left me in a position to say look at every day as if it was your last day, because it very well could be. So live life just like. Whatever the hell you wake up and you want, stop making excuses of why you don't move to Savannah, Georgia. Stop making excuses why you don't get up and move out to L.A. Stop making excuses of oh well, I'm gonna do this tomorrow. You don't know if you're gonna have that. So any shot that you have in life, you need to take it because the only shots that 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 never make the basket are the ones you don't shoot. Yeah. So you know what I mean. So don't ever and I tell me I push that on people. Stop saying okay. Um, well, you, you're not comfortable in the house that you live in. Well, I can't leave because I still got to stay. No, you don't. If a hurricane came and tore your house down, mm-hmm. could you stay there that night? No, you would yeah. have to leave. So stop waiting yeah. for a disaster to happen or something tragic to happen in your life before you make life-changing decisions. Wake up and realize that this life is for the living, this life is for the taking, and you and the only way to obtain happiness is you've got to go find it. Having yeah. this room, just walk up to your door, you know, yeah. and um, view, and I, I used an example of telling people you can't catch a great white shark fishing in a river or a stream. You have to go to the ocean. So mm-hmm. if you know that your hopes and dreams are somewhere and you see a, a whole city or a whole state or a whole country doing the things that you want to do and you never see it where you're born and raised, then you have to get up and you have to go there because yeah. that's the only way you can obtain it. So I yeah. basically the answer to your question is I wake up and do whatever the hell Petey Pablo wants to do.
0: No, but that's that's so true what you're saying because I realized uh you know after the covid losing friends and you know people that I loved and cared about a lot um uh, it took me a while to realize this like and I started like reading all kinds of self-help books and everything you name it but I literally laid in my bed just like maybe a couple of weeks ago and I was just watching TV and I just like laid to the side. And then I realized to myself right in that moment, oh, my God, I'm happy. I'm happy. I don't need anything. I don't need to I don't need need anything or be anything I'm just happy, just like this, watching TV in my own place, doing nothing, absolutely nothing. And I think that's where like a lot of the misconceptions of what people think is happiness, like, oh, if I have this career or if I have this job or I, I accomplish this or I am this or, you know, I look like this or my body is like this. You know, there's always like the next thing, the next thing. And I realized to myself, like, I'm happy doing absolutely nothing. So like you saying, like you walking up to your door and doing just existing is like, it's enough for you to be able to be happy. So like, I I think it's such a interesting like way to look at life because it just removes everything. And like, also like, uh, you know actually going after whatever you want to do I always wanted to have my foundation since I was like really young but I thought oh I have to be a big A-list movie star and I have to have all these people supporting me and then then I can like cause change in the world like and all these like crazy things and then when COVID happened I was like if I don't do it now, when am I going to do it? What if something happens to me and I was ne- never able to even do that, right? right. Then I'm going to be like, I'm, I I would have failed in trying to, you know, do my mission or whatever, right? So, it, right? yeah, so I started thinking about that and I'm like, I can just do it now. There's people that have less and doing whatever that that's doing whatever they want to do. Like, you don't need to wait on anything to do it. You could just decide you want to do it and do it like, you know. So like, I think that's a very like important message of whatever, you know, you want to take away from. The COVID or, you know, interview, whatever you want to put it or however you want to put It's like you could decide to be happy. You could do whatever you want to do. You don't like have to do anything. If you don't like your job, yeah, you could quit. You could find another job. There's ways to do stuff.
1: Yeah, but people don't understand. Like I said, people, they're so quick to make an excuse. Yeah. And once you make the first excuse, it's easy for you to make the second. So, you know, that's why I tell people don't even make excuses, you know, just it is what it is. And um, if it turns out wrong then understand that a loss isn't a loss, if you learn from it, because you turn the loss into a lesson. And that's just like going to school. You're not going to get every test question right, but it yeah. helps you you know, reach the next level, you know? Uh, So nobody goes, like I said, like going back to the basketball players, nobody plays basketball and win every single game they've ever played. No, so you have to learn, you know, what losses are. And you have to learn how to take chances. You know, a lot of people, uh, they get in this place of comfort and they sit there. Oh no, I'm good. I'm comfortable. No, you're not because you're still looking in magazine, wishing you had this. You're still looking at TV, wishing you had that. You still hearing other people talk about things or seeing people drive by and wishing you had something. So you you put yourself in a place where you have given up mentally. You know what I mean? You don't even got no more fight in you. You know what I mean? So don't ever start. Once you start making excuses you put yourself further and further and further in this little hole of comfort. And and sometimes people will never get out of it. And and it's a shame. And that's why you got friends that are jealous of other people. You have the same 24 hours that I have in a day to do whatever the hell you want to do. But because you choose to to live in a safe lane Mm -hmm. and you don't even understand that everybody lives in a safe. There's a lot of people living in a safe lane where there's no traffic. Is on the extra mile. Get on the extra mile. You know, give it the extra mile. Ain't no traffic out there because everybody, yeah. people are scared to go there. People are scared to do that extra mile. So you ain't got to worry about no traffic. You ain't got to worry about nobody blocking you. You ain't got to worry about nobody stopping you. Everything on this extra mile is encouraged. You got people don't even understand how how. How 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 magnificent the water tastes on the extra mile when yeah. you go that extra mile because you appreciate it once you once once you start accomplishing you know the goals in your and and the things that you're reaching for that extra yeah. mile that place is a wonderful place man and I encourage people to to at least go by and visit go by and visit the extra mile because once you see it or once you will decide to go into that into that lane where it shows you. Even the air is is beautiful. You know what I mean? You ain't got no ain't no car crashes out there. Ain't none of that. On that extra mile, it is nothing but heaven sent beauty, wonder, and magnificent feeling, and and that the accomplishing goal at the end of it is unexplainable. That's I think that's where the word supercalifragilisticexpialidocious came from.
0: No, I totally agree with everything that you're saying. Like it's just like, uh, for instance, like I'm in the process of changing the laws. So because of me being a victim of iCloud hack leak in 2014, and it completely like destroyed my life. I mean, it took me like eight years to talk about this now. But I realized going through that whole experience and as awful and horrible and how much it destroyed my life as it was, it made me realize like, oh my god, like, there's no like real laws against people like that. Like there's laws against hackers, but there's not laws against hackers who are committing sex crimes, right? So it's crazy to me, like how people can like the whole world can watch like somebody get auctioned off and it's a human being. And it's like, doesn't matter if they're underage or, you know, woman or man or whatever, they're getting auctioned off online. Everybody's watching it. And then on top of that, people are now buying this stuff and trafficking them online and like profiting from it. So uh, to me, it was just like, why isn't there laws against this? And why isn't anybody talking about it? And I realized firsthand, like everybody tells you, like, don't talk about it because you don't want to bring more attention to it, right? Because it's supposed to be shameful and all this other stuff, right? Which I understand, like, you know, you go through all the processes of, of that, but I started thinking like well if nobody's talking about it then how are we going to change anything right
1: You can't and see that's what those those are the people that that are, are either scared you know or 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 are benefiting from it so yeah. you know you have to be careful you know like i said you have to be you, you you know who's on your side and who's not on your side but again if it's something that you feel strongly about don't ever let anybody deter you from 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 fighting for what you believe in, stand on what you stand on. That's my biggest thing in the world. Stand on what you stand on. If that's what you feel and you believe in, stand on it. And I don't give a damn how many people tell, you know, it can be a thousand people in the room and 999 can say, no, you only need one person to say yes. Continue to stand on what you stand on and keep fighting for what you believe in is right. Because if nobody ever fights for it, we'll always be up under the thumb of shit that, you know we shouldn't be up under you know yeah. what I mean you'll never be vindicated. you'll never feel you know a, a sense of safety. I mean, you're living in a world where you know you're supposed to be protected and supposed to be covered by this and that and that. But when you think about the laws, the laws were invented. how long, how many years ago? And they haven't changed.
0: Yeah, I know <laughs>
1: that's what the laws It's still the same. And I tell people, and this is, and 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 some people, you know, may rub people the wrong way, but the laws that we have to follow were created when black people weren't even considered as human beings. So understand yeah. the shit that we go through. You know what I mean? And people still not even. I mean, we wouldn't. We weren't even. We weren't even allowed to even have a have a thought. We weren't even supposed to be able to think on our own when yeah. these laws were created. So of course our opinion didn't matter at all. You yeah. know, when the, when, the, when the laws were created and, and written out in the Declaration of Independence and all that other stuff, that shit wasn't for us. And that's what I tell people. I'm like, I don't mind living by these rules, but understand if I ever break them, shit wasn't for me no motherfucking way. So, yeah. you know, I mean, it's been up, I, I've been up against, you know, everything, everything that's been written or then is, is, is law, has been I've been a victim of my whole fucking life. Because yeah. they weren't made for me. They were made to keep me where I am. That's what they were made for. So they were made for me to fail. Let me say it that way. The the laws yeah. were the laws were in our favor to fail ever since they were created.
0: And that yeah. that makes so much sense because it wasn't like, you know, there wasn't too long ago that black people were able to vote. It wasn't too long ago that women were able to vote. Like there's just all these outdated laws mm-hmm. and like also technology advanced so much and like everything advanced but the law is still the same like well, you know
1: friend, you know so that's why i tell people man if you want to fight to change the law it's going to be a battle that is going to be hard on you mentally hard for you emotionally because there's not really many people that think that's just like if you tell somebody hey look let's get together let's go to the moon mm-hmm Everybody don't do that shit every day. So it's hard for people to, to, it's hard for you to get people on board, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Because people don't think it's something they can accomplish. People don't think they can change laws because you don't see people going to change. But like you said the other day, people are starting to talk to you because, you know, and, and it surprised you. But it's only because you haven't put forth the effort before into talking to these people. Now yeah. will it make any, will, will it make a difference? We don't know. But yeah. if we can't make we don't know, we, we can't make it work if we don't make it work.
0: Exactly. So you gotta, you gotta try.
1: You gotta try. Yeah. If you don't put forth the effort, then you can't blame Self can't blame nobody but yourself when shit ain't the way you want it to be. Now, if you tried to do it and then it didn't work out, then okay, you can say you tried. But if you didn't even try, ain't no need to being like, well, why did this stop like red, green, and yellow? Yeah, well, because that's whoever <laughs> made it. That's why. That's why. I <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then you
0: know. Yeah, another th- another way that I'm looking at it is the worst has already happened. Like the whole world raped me. They all trafficked me. Like the worst has already happened. So what? Like what can I do now? The only way is like up. You know. So at least I can change it. Hopefully for like future girls, or I can prevent it from you know, more girls, you know, or women have like this stuff happening to women and girls or whatnot. So like right now I'm in the process of going out, like creating videos to talk about my experiences in schools. So I started off like at an early age, like where I teach people the what happens to people and God forbid, if it happens, how do you take this stuff down? You know, because when something like that happens, how do you even take it down? And, you know, Google takes like six weeks to two months to take something down, that's when they already made all of their profit from something. So and then the the sites, whoever is profiting to take 48 hours to a week to take something down, that's when they already profited from everything, you know. So it's it's clearly all about profit for these companies. And but you have to be educated on like what you can do, how you can do it you know, how long it's going to take. But if you know about all of the steps beforehand, then you're going to be like more careful or try to do your best to prevent it. Right. But even in my scenario, I did my best to prevent it. It still happens. So like you, you really, like you said, like the laws are there to keep you safe, but they're not in favor for people like that are minorities or women or, you know,
1: this internet stuff is brand new. Like Mm -hmm. it's, It shit, um, Apple and them just came out with the shit not too long ago. Yeah, started getting Instagram, Snapchat, and all this other stuff. So there's definitely not no goddamn laws about none of that. So I mean, so that's why everybody's like, "What Um, law? against what? No, yeah, because they don't know nobody." So only the people that created these, and now they coming up with their own law, like Instagram will come up with their own law that might not be the same thing as Snapchat and uh, or. Or TikTok might have another thing, and no, because nobody knows how to really do the shit that they're doing. All this shit is trial and error. You yeah. know, and they've seen that TikTok work, they have seen that Facebook work, they have seen that Instagram work, and they just kept going with it. But nothing bad has happened to the point where they had to create something. They they didn't come up with the with the with the laws mm-hmm. before they created this this stuff because at first you can put anything you wanted to on anything you wanted to put it on. But then when people start getting offended and saying stuff, so then they'll add this law. Okay. Then they add this, uh, um, this restriction and they'll add this one. And then they add this. And that's why you, you can't look at a thing and all the restrictions that are going to be on there are on there. They keep adding them, keep adding new shit because yeah. they don't know it's all trial and error. So, you know, that's why I tell people, man, just be careful of what you do, man. And, um, and, and don't do anything. That um that if your heart and your soul doesn't tell you what you're doing is right, then don't do it at all. Because yeah. once you do something, it's done. And whether or not it was recorded or people seen it or you know people can see it, mm. you know, you 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 did it. So don't do it if you can't stand the rain when you know when the rain comes. So I just tell people be careful, be mindful of the things that you do, and understand if you do it. And somebody runs off with it, hey, then you really can't be mad at the run. You know what I mean? You got to be yeah. mad at the donor, You know, so.
0: Yeah, but I'm just letting you know, like, there's plenty of victims that actually yeah. got recorded without consent and stuff, Not including consent. myself. So, like, some of the things you can't control. So, where are the laws, you know? You so, it's just. Law. I I think it's just like time for the laws and technology to be all aligned because technology updates every single day. But the laws, like you said, they're the same. So like everything needs to be, you know, like aligned (laughs) in a healthy way. So it's all like nice and well balanced or whatever, you know. So, yeah, I, I agree with everything that you're saying, you know. Um and thank you so much for doing the show with me. Is there like any place where they can find you or like, uh, can you repeat the the wood the what is it wood wood shop or the wood stuff creating? I don't know how to call it. They
1: can can just follow me on social media. Like if you Google if you uh if you type in PD Pablo on Instagram or you know um most of the stuff is on there. Like I, I mean just putting. You know, um, I don't know if you can put labels of my stuff on there when we do the, when you.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll put all your links in the description and then they can like follow you directly. So if there's like your website to your wood stuff and like the, the Instagram and the Facebooks and Twitter or whatever, I'll like add all of them, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but that's so cool. I'm so I got to see the wood stuff. It's so funny in COVID times that they like, want to welcome signs because, like, you know, in COVID, you, like, can't go 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 anywhere, so you're like, welcome.
1: (laughs) Right, but but the crazy thing is a lot of people like uh, crazy signs, like, did you call first or, you know, uh, or welcome-ish, you know. It's like people, because I did anything, like, any kind of sign you you wanted, um, I could make for you. Like, one person even wanted a damn Cheeto sign. I think they love Cheetos so much, they want to – the of uh, the actual Cheeto sign and I was like okay yeah yeah but anything people can make out of wood I can do it and yeah uh,
0: like for me I would think I would like I don't want any welcome because it's like you know there's people getting robbed left and right here so I don't right. want to welcome that I'll I'll be like like add something like with guns and like a big monster like oh know?
1: yeah yeah. yeah yeah unwelcome <laughs> you know i mean like, oh beware you know what i mean yeah
0: beware yeah. there's like uh like yeah. the green shirt or something is there yeah.
1: i've done i've done a couple of those signs i've done a a please no sign it was, please no if you enter this property such and such and such so yeah i've done yeah, it's, it's, like it's a three
0: headed dog yeah. is going to come and chase you. And there's like a giant, you know? <laughs> like the house Hulk is here.
1: How <laughs> protected by gargoyles.
0: Yeah. Like the Justice League lives inside of my house.
1: Exactly. <laughs> you know? yeah. Having dinner with Superman right now. So yes, yeah. Yeah, sorry.
0: Can't make it to Superman. the door. Exactly. don't ring the doorbell
1: you know (laughs) you will self-destruct if you touch this doorbell yeah Yeah. i like
0: those kind of signs. like i don't want any welcome like don't come here at all
1: the crazier the sign the crate the more people love them like i was just making this foolish just anything and they were just loving them because you know people love exclusive you know be the only one or feel like they're the only one with this. That's why I tell people, like, when people are like, well, can you do this? I was like, I can do anything you want. Think in your mind something that you want, and yeah. I'll create it for you, you know, and um, and because that gives people, when people feel like they're the only ones that have this particular one thing, like, yeah. they want it. and um, And that's what I try to do. I try to give people a sense of uh, I'll, I'll try to make it personal for the for when I do things for people. i try to make it personal, and um, that's what gives me satisfaction, knowing that I have created a one of a, a one of a kind. You know? Yeah, so,
0: I wish I would have hit you up about my dollhouse. <laughs>
1: Right,
0: i'm like you need to do a giant like you know like next uh, thing i'm gonna do like a giant like tomb uh, like with sarcophaguses and all kinds of stuff i'm like yeah i got oh, a call, you you
1: call to me? do a call from. uh one of those weird gothic people. Well, I ain't yeah. gonna call them weird. I love them. They're, you know, people are people. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I call them weird. No, but they're not weird. They're just, you know, people call things that they don't understand. People yeah. they call you crazy, they call you weird, they call you strange, just because they don't understand you. Yeah. But, um, but I said it in love, you know, but uh, one of my good friends that, that is gothic, and um, uh, she wanted a, a coffin. Yeah. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> At first it kind of, because again, I didn't understand the reason why a person want a damn coffin, but yeah, you know, again, certain people feel differently about certain things. See, my perception of a coffin is because you know of the things that I've been through in life, you know, watching yeah. people get killed and you know and seeing people die and all that. So when I think of a coffin, I don't think of you know things that other people may think of that didn't didn't go through the same childhood that I went through, you yeah know? so it's different things for other, different people, you know, so. Yeah, maybe
0: she just wanted a place to sleep. Like, that's like her, right, like, like know, a vampire, so, you know?
1: Like a vampire, right. Yeah. So, yeah. Like That has been a big, set. like, once I did that, and she told people, like, it's, like, ridiculous. Like, hey, I'm like, okay. and Yeah. And they, but other people use them for, like, bookshelves. They take and put it in the house and like bookshelves. Oh, yeah. Coffee yeah. table. Okay. Well, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like a uh,
0: chainsaw massacre. The okay. the woodmanship has started.
1: <laughs> right. but, uh, yeah, but people love it, man. Yeah. And again, I, I get a chance to be an artist. Right? Yeah. And, um, and it's fun. It's exciting, you know, to, to, to make people's day and uh, to do things that people can can have for like I did a a trunk I made a trunk for uh for a person and they was like you know what I'm it's it's great that you did this because I'm going to pass this down as an heirloom yeah and to think about me doing something that people would consider an heirloom yeah it was just you know just mind-blowing to me
0: yeah no that's great like that's kind of like, if you think about it, like all of those sarcophaguses were made in ancient Egypt. And like, they're still like around now, like all these thousands of years later, you know?
1: Right. Let's so see, like my tree, my tree house would have still been here. if My damn daddy hadn't tore it down.
0: Yeah. You must have been like Egyptian, like putting stuff together, like the way it's like nice and sturdy, you know?
1: Right. <laughs> you know where Egypt is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I might be Egyptian. Yeah, I might. you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you're
0: like, started like, <laughs> <you're>
1: like <laughs> hey, hey might want the first one, baby. You yeah, know. you're like, <laughs> Mike won the first one, man.
0: You walking around like this? No. <laughs> All right. So well, much. thank you so much for doing the show. I won't like hold you up anymore. Um Thank you so much for doing this and everybody go follow P D Pablo. He's like the most awesome, coolest, humblest guy and he's an artist of all sorts. Yeah, so thank you so much for having or for doing the show, not having me. I'm I'm having you, right? (laughs) All right, okay, bye. Bye.